ha There's something, something's going on. We'll have to tell the roommate tomorrow about oh. what exactly was going on. You'll never that hear that thing the... in the back of the head. What is that? He's it, really it strong. Feels like it feels like it must release something. It, it feels must. like it's uh. Yo, what is that from? It's right behind the ears. It's right. Yeah, yeah. It's <sighs> it's very strong. It's like a it's, and it's still there a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because if you start laughing, you can. You can feel... What is that thing? I feel really good after that. It's a good... It's a good exercise. <laughs> the, the dog... The yeah. dog... <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny that it was... She was howling at... It was like a group of joggers. It was like... It was a... Did you see yeah. it? was like a big line of joggers. And that made it funnier for me too. <laughs> so... Uh, this, this one will have more dog paws than the last one. What happened, Todd? Take us through it. Well, we tried. We, we 
for a while we had been planning on inline skating tonight uh, via text, text messages, uh, planning out spots, getting really excited. Um, very specific spot in mind with yep. very specific things in mind. Yeah. And I was hyped. I was mad hyped to inline. Yeah, because it was the long weekend here in yeah. Canada, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah. And couldn't get any blades in. No. Or actually, no, you did skate on Friday. So then yep. what happened? What, what? So. Yeah. Texting, spot picked. Spot picked, excitement. Uh, and it rained. It rained. <laughs> it rained, and yeah, it rained. But we still had we we were still we still were hyped. We still wanted to go. So we still we tried. We tried to go out. We had a couple uh, some covered spots in mind. I'm sure bladers out there can relate with the covered spot. Yeah, is is very important to have. So we planned to go to some of these, and we went to them. In the first parkade, it was very wet because cars drove into them, obviously, because it's a parkade. There, uh, there was one area that looked kind of okay, but then there was when it's... You couldn't tell if the ground was shiny or if it had been wet. Like, we could have skated. If it was, like, six years ago, we probably would have. Yeah. But Especially, it wouldn't have been that good. It wouldn't have been good at all. The way that... That we've been using our skates for this video, yeah, it wouldn't have been good. No, wouldn't have worked. No, you got to have full. To be able, you need to be able to turn sharp and a lot and of space. To, you do need a lot, have of, a lot of space. Space is really important. Definitely, yeah. yes. being confined. Like maybe if we were in our aggressives, yeah, and we were skating fine. like a box. We because could have a could, session in a tight area. Yeah, because you could come up with one of those like how I say, the expressors and the trickers of yep. the aggressive skates. You could do like a cool spinny set slide manual thing that's a really interesting thing that we can talk about is that we both have been skating sebas for a really long time but we both recently uh, skated our aggressives you you skated yours more than me i just had one session yeah i had four or something like that so what did you notice going from sebas to aggressives like what was your experience the biggest one right around right away right around <laughs> Right around the time I put them uh, dead things on my feet. Okay, the biggest one right around. <laughs> was because I was thinking of the word ground. And that's why I said around. Because they're low to the ground. That was yeah. my first thing. Was low to the ground. And how good it felt. Best part was that they were low to the ground. But skating the Sebas were so long. I was a lot better at, like I said on the way here, skating theory, like the way that I rolled around and used my skates, I learned how to use my skates better. Uh, and they were low to the ground. So that was the first thing. I, skating around didn't feel as shitty as I remember. They were definitely slower, but like turning and stuff felt different, but good. So now you were skating rockered. Yes, I was. On your aggressive. I had, I had an advantage. So, I did have an advantage. That was very smart of you. Yeah. When I skated my aggressives, they were flat. That was a bad choice, yeah. It was a bad choice. Sticky. Um, very sticky. But um, I had a really good session on them. I did too. My yeah. first session. It's really, they, they felt there was a spark and a passion yeah. in them. We both discuss, we discussed like 
just the feeling of doing a Royale, for example, it felt so good. And it wasn't the type of Royale that you would do after being off of skates for a really long time. It would have been, it would have been a lazy Royale if you were aggressive skating too much. You yeah, if you were doing it all the time. You wouldn't have even Royale because you wouldn't have even appreciated it. You wouldn't appreciate it. And I think that's, you would just be so used to doing a Royale that you wouldn't put that, that extra mm -hmm. oomph into it. And the thing that we always forget as inline skaters is that we can put extra oomph into very simple we can do very simple tricks yeah. but really if you put your heart and your soul into a soul grind oh, on a curb cool that's some powerful shit whether sure. whether or not it's like gonna be in a video or you're gonna film it and it's gonna look good inside of you you can get something out of that that's so powerful that's what we were saying the night uh the matt r podcast where we were drinking lots of beers there was a rant about like uh you can get into like comic book positions, like yeah. things that look really. Some of the best rollerbladers have always known that, like that. Uh, you know, when you watch a video and something's just laced, like I, like Frankie Morales is skating. That's yeah, pretty much. That's related to what you're talking about, like when he's in that grinding position. Although, still, you know, USD Frankie, it's not the same. Yeah, a little bit better. And then, reason. but then, but, if you're doing that position all the time. You get lazy. You get lazy, and you and it would it wouldn't have the same impact on nope. you and and what you're bringing to it because it's just what you do all the time. It's just like mundane. Oh, it's you're like, right. You know oh, what? It's just a royale. That was the second thing that I noticed is when I when I did a soul grind, I actually did it like properly for the first time in in a while where like my foot was actually like it was more curved and I'm on top of the ledge instead of like when I would be lazy I would like. You know, with flat-footed soles? Yeah. Like, sole should be more like on the side of the boot. You know what I mean? Like a textbook sole grind, when you think of the way the old skates were designed, there was no heel plate or anything. You were, you were, especially on a curb, you were on, like, the side of your boot. You were on, like, that, that little toe part, yeah. almost. And I, and I was, like, able to hold sole grinds. Like, I was able to hold grinds further, because I guess... Something about that. Same thing as the Royale. I don't know. Like I appreciated being able to. Probably just to that body position like felt really good. So you just put more effort and, into it. Like I found when I did Royales, I just really like crouched could, yeah. and boned them out. Because it just felt like, it was just like, wow, I can do a Royale and it's, and it feels so good. And you don't do a lot of Royales. You don't. Um, you I'm more of a Royaler than a Solar. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I do more Roy I and I do Royales on quarter pipe on the coping. I like to do that. But you've never really like done a Royale on coping with like a with a Todd spin on it. Like you haven't put your spin on Royales on coping. Yeah, yeah not really. You've uh, actually yeah, I don't do a lot of Royales like in filming tricks. Athletically, if you just want to yeah. get have a good session and you're doing it solo, you would do some Royales, right? Yeah. It made me th that that session that I had on shadows made me think a lot about the difference between like having a, a <laughs> having having a soul skating day which is essentially like it's like the way I see a soul skating day is just like it's just like going to the gym or it's just like going to a class where it's like you do the things that that you're you're used to doing i well for me i guess everyone can invent their own yeah. thing but for me it's like i don't need to be creative i can just i, I like to just skate solid yeah. fast just do some solid, solid grinds, royales, nice grabs nice solid airs. airs 
and just really feel out those basic things. And that's really fun for me. Todd, you know, I, I, no, I don't want to digress. <laughs> and the funny I was going to pull up. You know, Todd, I would love to see a section where you just did that all the time. Anyways, yeah, okay. People, what, what people probably say? would like that more. <laughs> if I just made the same edit like over and over and over doing what I do when I go soul skating, I bet people like people wouldn't love it, but they wouldn't hate it's on really it. It's really funny to think of like I have <laughs> like, the, yeah. like I have the skills to make it look really fucking professional like if we wanted to, yeah. we could make like like oh, a yeah. really good edit of you. We could I don't know if it'd be hard to take it seriously, but like, <laughs> we, we, we could try that eventually. But where you were going on with the point, like, uh, and I interrupted you. The um, funny thing was, well, I was just talking about that difference between those like soul skating sessions for yeah. me and like when it's, when I'm trying to like film interesting things, it's like two totally it is, different yeah, it is. experiences. Um, and the session I had on my shadows was like a soul skating session. You, and you, it was so powerful. It felt so powerful because it had been so long since, since you, I had done that. When was the last time you soul skated then? Probably like at the indoor skate park in the winter. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I've had such such little spare time that all spare time I wanted to film. So yeah. when I go out skating, it's like dedicated to filming. So I haven't had a lot of soul skating Time. So it was important. But it was, it was powerful. It was very it felt, important to have a soul skating session. Yeah, it felt really good. How did you feel after? Great. Really yeah. good. Yeah. So would you say you, it, that's like a, I, yeah, it's like a meditation feeling almost totally. after, hey? Oh. <laughs> hey. It's like that meditation where everything goes away, but it's also, it's also like you, you, Get in touch with something, yeah. That that was always there. Yeah. Um, What's that thing? I don't know. God. But it's. But that thing. Um, can be accessed through inline skating. <laughs> and that's why we're launching a boot company this year. No. It's the big announcement. <laughs> or we already announced our, our last boot company. Where yeah, we were when gonna I put the, the skin over this, there was going to be a boot, yeah. and then there was going to be a skin. On top of the skin. And we were going to put the skin over the skin, and then we were going to make a video where everything was grabbed. All <laughs> the time. Everything at all times. Even skating should be grabbed. These people skating around, and they're not even Ungrabbed. grabbing their skating. I haven't even thought of that before. That's, that's... If you learned how to grab your skates while you skated, that would look really sick. I would. That would be a trick. Actually, we should do that. Just <laughs> careful with your soul grinds. You'd have to actually like move your fingers because oh, you'd be grabbing shit. under your. Maybe some people like if you were really good, you would just sacrifice your fingers like <laughs> while grinding. A real man grabs grabs his grabs soul for, while he's grinding. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. To get a pro skate, you, you just have to have no fingertips. Uh, we were talking a bit about, speaking of boot companies, I was saying like how John Bolino stepped down, skating just for fun, Sizemore stepped down, 
and who even knows like if they were people these people were getting paid but and and Don Bambrick in that interview I said how uh, he he admitted to having a losing battle with alcohol though that's so that's exciting to hear that stuff hey it's really interesting and, that those three things happen like really close together yeah and and all three of those things were related in that it was people kind of having really honest yeah moments yeah i didn't pretty... i didn't think about that until you said it that, that, that honesty it's lacking in skating what i was thinking and, and who knows right but what i said is that john bolino i'm sure there's people probably t- telling him so much stuff about how good he was and how good the section was and it'd be interesting to find out how he came to that uh, obviously if you c- couldn't pay your rent or something that would reach yeah. a breaking point but at the same time like it'd be funny to think of like if there were false promises or some or an idea built up in his head that skating was going to lead somewhere like skating that hard because he like especially last year how many sections did he put out like amazing he skated so hard for yeah. so long and it must be frustrating to like maybe think you might get something out of it and then it's exciting when someone announces something like that because they're starting a whole new journey and a whole new relationship with skating yeah right i think we can all we can all look back if if you're old enough you can look back to a time in your life where, where you, you did actually did do that you yeah. wanted to go pro like that the idea in your head of getting paid to skate that was like that would be the life like that would be amazing but then as you get older, you kind of realize like, yeah, it would be amazing if you're, if you were getting like $10,000 a month to skate, <laughs> fuck yeah. But like to get like a little bit of money, it wouldn't be that great. And, and to have responsibilities that went along with it and to then have this kind to live in a bubble where you were getting paid to skate from a young age that kind of kept you from having to get a job or having to do other shit. Um, and then getting into your early 20s and realizing like it's not what you should be or it's not going to get you anywhere that would be really harsh that would be a really harsh thing to to come to realize yeah yeah and And it would fuck skating up for you too the joy of skating skating would be tainted because we talked about this too when we were driving around in the rain looking for spots (laughs) the that the idea of pro and this could be controversial and debated, but the idea of pro, what it used to be, doesn't necessarily exist anymore. It's kind of like an illusion. It's kind of like a word that we attach a lot of things to. Yeah. Or do and do we need pros? No, I don't think we do. No. But like I said when we were driving around, I think the new thing, whatever is going to replace pro, as in something to aspire to when you skate for a long time, no, it hasn't been defined as what the new structure or what the new thing is to aspire to do. In my opinion, it's like uh, being fiercely independent with you and your friends and trying to make content or something like that. Or, yeah. or still be involved and contribute some... Ah, fuck. How do you even explain that? Do you know what I'm I trying to say? It, like a, I look at it as... Because I used to think that we needed pros simply to have something for the young kids to aspire to. And I used to think that was true, that 
Like, well, if there's no pros, then why is and, anyone going to do it? And at what but point? You don't. You don't need pros. Like, look at the way, what I look at and what I compare it to is martial arts. Like, look at martial arts. Like, yeah, you can, there's people who fight for a living, but most of the people who get into martial arts don't do it so that they can, like, fight competitively or fight for a living. They do it just as an activity that they're going to enjoy and to release something yeah. and to empower them and to like make the rest of their life better. Yeah. And it's not like a career path for a lot of them. Yeah. And skating, that's what skating should be. It's a personal journey and it's just going to make you more physically fit. It's going to make you happier. And it's that thing where, that we said, like that you touch something that inline skating can bring out. And and that is real. That is a real thing. And that's a very powerful thing. It's just, important to be inspired as a person and for me like you know it's easy to say oh man if i didn't have skating i'd be so fucked probably probably not i probably would have found something else yeah, i'm a smart person I, uh, and but quite often i think maybe something even better than skating yeah. where you wouldn't have to socially maybe be yeah maybe beaten down for <laughs> yeah so skating is a it's, it's skating in this era is like a really fucking it's a it's a, a lot of baggage but but it there is a lot of positive aspects that come yeah, out of it definitely. and i i look at it with gratitude like i'm glad that i found it yeah because at least i have at least i have something yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> at least well, i can go skating like distinct. even once every couple weeks yeah that it's important that is so important for me yeah that it, it can be important for other people other things can be important for people like playing the guitar or playing baseball i don't know but role betting is one of those things yeah, it can have a that's so weird. Effect on you. Like, uh, 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 on this podcast that I've listened to, there was a he was a Christian, like, dude who believed in the singularity, or he was a futurist and a Christian, or I don't know if it was Christian as well. Yeah, he, he said a really cool thing where he said, uh, there's gonna be so many like micro religions as we go into the future that, um, there, that Joe Rogan thinks so awesome where he's like, if Jesus existed today, and I'm not going, I know I've said journey twice already, but I'm not going <laughs> religious. <laughs> but he says, like, if Jesus existed today, we'd, like, lock him up and think he was fucking crazy. And I'm sure there's There's some of, people who do think they're Jesus. I know. That's, and and whether they're right or wrong, them. who knows. But that uh, I think there's going to be so many forms of kind of, like, minor religions that... Uh, I don't like the idea of s- skating being a religion because that's where we get into fights and stuff like that. But I think that it thing that we talk about when you go skating and it's a really good session and the thing that keeps you moving through it yeah. is has nothing to do with the activity itself. It's that thing in you that I'm sure why people like go to church or like it's got to have something to do with like it's some form of micro religion that we just happened to fucking stumble into because we were 14 or 15 and we believed so strongly in this thing that you couldn't believe in anything else as strong as you could in this thing and like that's why i always joke hoax too is like the bible of skate films because you know i watched that and you believed so strongly and in that world and whether it was real or not or fabricated you don't know but that's the perfect way to describe it you the bible that that's the bible that one is for sure. Yeah. And but it's funny because these... like the Bible, the 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 Bible. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. Is, I don't. I don't. It know is it that the well. Bible, but it's it's so it's 
it's so fucking old that it's not relevant in the current... Well, it is, like, in abstract, esoteric ways, but it's not... Like, they didn't have computers when they wrote the Bible. Yeah. And just like that, it's like hoax was filmed in a completely different world, like, without the internet and everything, and people were different. And But it still is... It still has the the core of what we are trying to achieve with role biting. Yeah. And that is like, we want to have a good time. We just want to make the best of our lives. And role biting is like the best way to, to do that, that we've found. Yeah. There's, well, you can't say it's the, there's so many ways to go about having a good life. Yeah. But that's how we have found to have a good life is like role biting really helps with, there's, that a pro- internal there's such world. a big problem with rollerblades that I still... There's a, well, there's a lot, there's of a lot of problems. But it's such a kooky activity. You're such a kook. Like, that's so... That, you are a... Yeah, that's frustrating, but it kook. also makes... It and makes it's, me... It's mixed, though. Like, it's kook. The spectrum of kook is really big. Yeah. If you're, if you're wearing your cool uniform that you just bought on the internet, and you got your cool accessories or whatever... The kook can, might be like, turn your nose up at it. But every once in a while I skate by someone and they're, they're, they look, they smile at me because I'm, I'm so free and I don't give a fuck at all. Like, there's this older man rolling by on skates. Like, there's that side of kook. So I don't know. But no matter what, it's not, (laughs) it's not normal. No. To, to be an aging man and strap wheels to your feet and you would think in the year 2013 that possibly there would be more mainstream representations of strapping wheels to your feet but roller skating is way bigger than rollerblading ever will be like roller derby is very like like the the black hair and the betty page and the tattoos and the dyed hair and the roller derby like that's it's very cool yeah there is still uh, like so I don't There's know still what, a lot of benefit to role biting not being liked by the mainstream. Yeah. I mean, it 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 makes it it does give it gives people a lot of really bad characteristics in their personality, but it does give people a lot of good characteristics in their personality where they aren't afraid of that reaction from people. I st- well, maybe I they see. are. I, I am still afraid of that reaction. I'm, like, I can't... But I'm willing to do it anyway. Here, here's a... Uh, given a, I, I have something important to say. Say it, Joey. My scars and my hypersensitivity go so deep in that department. And, like, I was talking with Dana about it, and he had a really good point where he was like, I just... Like, I feel bad for the people that, that judge. That, like, people who judge you that are like your age or older for rollerblading, he's like, I feel bad for them. And he was like, I think it's because yeah. you're so passionate about it that that's why I like, because I still, I have my anger run so deep and I think it's important to deal with it. I, it's important for those emotions to come up, but it's like, I should be over it by now and I'm still not. And it must be because I, I'm, I have too much of my mind and my life invested in it that... Uh, that that's where the anger is almost like a mirror back onto myself. Like you shouldn't care and you shouldn't. That's interesting. I don't know how to explain that, but it's like, I'm wondering, I should I'm be wondering, above it by now. I, I but feel, I'm wondering like, sh- 
is, is it the right move to really not care? Or, oh, or I, is that anger like, it's, is it there for a reason? Yeah. Like, yeah. is that anger... Yeah, for sure. Because that anger does fuel a lot of the shit that you make. Yeah. Matthew, so, Matthew Ledoux, uh, when you and Robert Guerrero and Matthew Ledoux and Leon were talking, he had that really good thing where he's like, whenever I feel an, an emotion, um, it's, I know it's there for a reason. It's there to like tell me something. You have to look at it as, okay, why am I feeling this? You like yeah. look at it from an objective perspective. But then in the moment, it's so fucking hard when you're so angry that someone can be that ignorant that by like not even being able to ask a question like someone who you just meet at, in passing or something and they hear the word like you rollerblade and it doesn't matter if you've done it for 20 years and you've made all these videos they don't even ask a question back like no. oh really like and that's where the anger comes from like that the level of ignorance and and that it can be that such a grand design of ignorance makes me really and, frustrated at the yeah and the fact that know. like if it was anything else if it was you and were I, you were muslim or if it was you were um a soccer player or a gymnast or a skateboarder or like anything else it would be word. very ignorant for a person to have that reaction but for some reason because it's rollerblading it's like a sanctioned thing that people can just like be so fucking ignorant about and it's okay it's funny it's fine and that but that, if they were to be that ignorant about a, like anything else anything people i mean and people are people yeah, are yeah, ignorant yeah. about all sorts of things but pe smarter people could be like fuck that guy's a douchebag are you serious and like, then of course there's that and there's you're also hating on gymnastics like have you seen what this guy does like you can't i don't get you can't that. hate on someone for being a gymnast and then there's also like the best the best defense mechanism maybe and the game. best way to dilute a situation is humor and like to just accept it yeah and somehow like just put out the fire right away by like coming up with something humorous and then yeah. relating to that person but it's like i don't get why sometimes it's instant it's like instant anger sometimes to the oh, point yeah. of like I, like I some I've left a room before and stuff like that and that I've had to like deal with I've just where I've apparently just been... Randy you and flipped a table like he really? was in a bar Riley was telling me Riley was like yeah R Randy flipped a table something about rollerblading someone was talking shit about rollerblading oh, I've been and it's funny before. wouldn't it be great wouldn't it be great if you could if you if you could if Every moment like that in, in every rollbiter's lives hundreds were, were caught on, on film and the, the, the best, most entertaining, the most awkward ones were compiled into an edit that you could oh, watch. Oh, we wouldn't look very good. <laughs> we would come off as a very... But it would be so interesting awkward, to see. confused group of people. Oh, yeah. Because we're not, we're very, we're not violent because that's not... There may be there may be some situations where it's so ridiculous where people have led to violence, but you instantly lose if you were to be violent towards the person. Unless it was so ridiculous to the point that you had no other choice, but that's never happened before yeah. for me. It's, I would like to see... There was that... You see all the sequences of Damien Wilson and... Uh, oh, it was... The a, other guy? It was Lyle Shavak. Lyle Shavak. Yeah beating up that guy that and would the have been guy interesting looked like to... he was this is the thing it's like it's 
people who are like sometimes like overweight. That guy obviously has a over- shit life. Yeah. A lot of people that diss roleplaying that hard have a really shit life. It's true. And I think I think roleplaying is powerful in, in in the way that it threatens people because it, it you have to be a free fucking person to put on roleblades and go s- fucking spin in the air, twirly bird and fucking Fruit sw- swivel swivel bop and shit. So and then it that, would it would it would that opens up a, a lot bigger can of worms because it's like yeah, but if Todd, if you were just making roleplaying look good, I mean, these people would change their minds, right? <laughs> I get him here. <laughs> See, that that I think that's why people feel so strongly about making roleplaying look proper. Is because, okay, well, like all these people hate me. If they could only see fucking John Blino, if they could only see fucking Alex Brosco, if they could only see fucking uh, who's who's hot. Hey. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It would you're be the exact fall, same reaction. You're still on the kook spectrum. Whether you're doing, whether you're swiveling around. It's this. It's this idea of like, oh man, where did he go wrong? Like, <laughs> he met the wrong people growing up. That guy needed an old brother who skateboarded to, badly to beat him. Yep. Friends or don't like, let friends rollerblade. Yeah. But oh shh, mother. Jeez. The Guinness really foams up. Hey. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know. Joey's, Joey's. Do you ever think about? Oh yeah, I just gotta clean this up. There might be some wiping noises or something like that. Um, where are we at? Thirty-three. Oh, we're good. I feel like we're at the hour and a half mark. I wonder if that the laughing club thrust us to like that forty-five minute mark where you're you're in the zone because you know how there's totally. like that warm up. Yeah. On the Mike Torres podcast, he was like. He's like, shit, we've done this for two hours. And he's like, at the start, I felt like, I don't know how we're going to fill two hours. And then there's that magic moment where it's like, oh, yeah, I don't sit down and talk to people for two hours. So there is a point where you just break into a flow state, right? Yeah, It's so important to talk. That, that, yeah, it is so important to talk. And that, that laughing club really helped. I felt felt like I had like blood rushing to my head. Yeah. I felt like when we were driving around in the rain looking for somewhere to skate, I felt like I had a slowly a coating, coating over my brain, of kind sadness. of like, of just a coating of like Melancholy. robotic hesitation. I like, uh, like uh, I would think of something and hesitate to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That can happen. Like, we were in a motor vehicle stupid? and that's where that's I was stupid. like, you know, you saw people riding bikes in, in the rain. Those people were in it. Those people were having their own laughing yeah. club. I was thinking about two different types of people. There's two different types of people. There's people that when they're... And everyone feels... Uh, those times when they don't feel... They don't have their pizzazz. Not so They fresh. don't feel confident. They don't feel fresh. Um, they don't feel like chipper or quick. Or yeah. like it's not, it's not flowing. Yeah. They're not in that flow state. And there's, there's two types of people that deal with that in two different ways. The first person... Um, gets really chatty when they're in that state. When they're in that uncomfortable oh, yeah. state, they they barf out. They 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 deal with it by just like distracting themselves by talking or like what is it? Um, just breaking the silence. The silence is really uncomfortable, so they just say shit or like dump kind of negative shit. And then there's the second type of person who gets really quiet in that that's me that's yeah. you too and it's and 
Yeah, that's totally me. It To say things is very difficult for that type of person. Mm-hmm. And it's not better or worse. It's just two types that I it's, observed. Do you believe in introvert, extrovert? To an extent, yeah. To an ex- Actually, I, I'm, I'm believing in it more and more. You think so? I didn't used to believe in it, but I've, I, I believe very... Okay, do you even, if you define it, if you define it, an extrovert draws energy from other people. And an introvert draws energy they need, from silence and themselves. They need to be alone, they're, and they're way better talking to one. Like if you're at a party, yeah. you can get into a deep conversation with one person, but you're overwhelmed at the idea of talking to everybody. Yeah. That's like, that's a totally, minor yeah. introvert yeah. thing. Yeah. And like, uh, I do believe in that. I'm yeah. definitely an introvert. Yeah, which is yeah. weird because you were... I think a lot of people would have assumed that you were an extrovert for a long time, but maybe you didn't know that you needed time to recharge and time by yourself. And I've all always, I, I, yeah, I never recognized it, but I've always loved my alone time. It's fucking amazing. Hey? Yeah. It's really good. And I think people often mistake, there's introverted people who are really good at releasing their energy because their inner world's so strong. Like they're really in touch with what's, going on internally so there's like really good actors and artists and musicians but when it came if it comes down to like talking to crowds once in a while or it can be tough like going to parties and stuff and can be super scary that's why podcast is a great introverted thing because it's it really is yeah one-on-one conversation isn't that funny you would think it would be like an extrovert thing no but i think a lot of extroverted people wouldn't be comfortable enough to be on extroverted people podcast they don't work as well on podcasts. They don't. They're not as good at, at going back and forth. And sometimes I, they're just different socially. So sometimes it doesn't work very well in the podcast format. Yeah, it, it, that's it's so. I I look at a lot of performers as being introverted people. Yeah, they're like the. That's why the solo podcast is good. That's too. contradicting, but like the extroverted people are in the crowd. They're that's with what the I group. Said. Yeah. They, that's why I think you could have been misinterpreted. A lot of people may have thought that you were an extroverted person because you are a good performer. Yeah. But I think, yeah, most performers, I think, would be introverted people. And then do you believe in H? Have you heard of HSP? No. Highly sensitive person? I definitely believe in that, yeah. Because I, if you ever, like, read that book, there's a book on it, it's... A little bit too in depth in some chapters, but um, like it's crazy some of the the studies behind that stuff. Oh yeah, I definitely believe in that. Like there's that, just, yeah, there's that you you'll be somewhere and you'll hear like a fucking buzz of something like electric, or the lighting will bother you, or just these weird little things that you pick up, and there'll be people who just don't don't notice it at all, and then yeah. obviously that means that. You have gifts in some departments, but in certain departments of the way the world is structured and works, people might think that you're crazy, but yeah. you're not. I try to I try to repress those HSP kind of tendencies. Like I try to, I try, I guess I try to, um, I try to. What what am I trying to say? I try to just. Not oh, uh, not be affected by my surroundings. Yeah. Not that I always achieve that. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I'm affected my, by my surroundings. But I try my hardest not to be. And I try my hardest to have like a, 
like an invi- like a, a imagine a bubble <laughs> around me. Yeah. And I'm just observing shit, but it doesn't it doesn't have any effect on me. Oh, that's good. Not that I again, not that I achieve that. You know me. But I'm constantly aware of trying to do that. Yeah. And I'm ashamed of myself when when I'm not doing that, when when it like penetrates. Really? I th- I, yeah. I look at that as like a weakness. Oh yeah. Um yeah, that's like a constant battle for me, like a goal to just. Yeah. I think a lot of a lot of people who are good at are they're they're like a little bit of perfectionists, and they really want to do good work, and uh, they're overthinkers, are really strong creatively, and I think that the HSP and the like, for me, like just like minor borderline just like ever so slightly HSP, OCD, or like, or not so much compulsive, but obsessive and HSP are like, they walk like the same tight Very rope similar. a little bit that, that Lacey will joke once in a while that she'll just like watch me before I like sit down and write. She'll just watch me do weird little things with like lighting and <laughs> like make, arrange things in a certain place. And like, she can just watch me do this little ritual thing. Yeah. And in my mind, it's like, that's not a bad thing at all, but. I don't think she would ever do anything like that. So it it's a gift and a it's a gift and a curse. It is a gift and a curse. Um, I think it's important to the, it's to important know, like what you take on though internally. Yeah, like yeah. That sometimes is intense, especially like and you work. know and you're you, just working a regular job, and sometimes you you want to do such a good job that it drives you insane. And but people who might not have those tendencies to be like, whoa, just you know, just finish it and. Yeah. It'll work like there'll be some changes and yeah. No, but I want it to be really good. I want it to be like this. You know, before <laughs> before you see this, there's this 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 anyways. There's almost uh in like the in like the agency world or like the creative world, there's like a fine balance where it's it's almost like they don't want the like extreme perfectionist or the extreme creative you have to be like a moderate to extreme like you have to care yeah but you also have to not care to to thrive in that environment yeah you have like (laughs) (laughs) that's a skill that they should teach caring but not caring in life well no just like caring but not caring having a decent handle on your uh temperament and your i think sports Oh, teach that in, that's in right. a lot of ways. Yeah, you're right. And I think a great thing that you can learn from sports <laughs> and the way the way that I approach sports. That's like it's a great you've had two or three great like dad quotes or whatever. <laughs> but the the best the, the, the best that I perform <laughs> is when I have the attitude, I don't care about the outcome. You don't care about the outcome. But you're there to try. You're there to just put in the effort and play. You're there you're, to play. You're totally gonna coach. Because I was, I would, yeah, I was, I, I was in that speech right there. I was, I was yeah. in it. I was ready to play the next round or whatever. And the beauty about that that um, attitude when you're playing is you're not affected by negative things that happen. Yeah. Like it's easy to when you make a mistake, it'll bring you down. Yeah. And it'll like suck out the 
oh, we're down two goals and it kind of like sucks the energy out yeah. of you if you're a very competitive person yeah. and it'll make you like angry and tense. But if you're there just to play and play hard, it doesn't matter what the score is because every moment is the same. <laughs> it, make, it makes sense. And when you're in that zone, you will play so fucking good. And you Nobody good. can touch you. <laughs> and you're a good athlete. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You're I still super, am a good athlete. You're super fucking competitive. You need <laughs> but to... I'm not. See, Julie? I'm not. I don't care about the outcome. I just care I about forgot playing. About Todd the athlete. I like to play. I, yeah, I haven't seen Todd the athlete in a long time. <laughs> Mike Kluzny, Randy Caputo. Serious games of things. Yeah. Doesn't matter serious. what it is. Fucking serious. Dana too. I don't know if you and you and Dana, right? Oh man, I played Dana. pool with Dana. Yeah, Dana can keep his cool and be really good oh, yeah. at shit. Oh yeah, that's where, that's where he has it. Yeah, you get, you would never know if he was worried about winning or losing. Got his cool. Yeah, I played. And he's play, naturally talented. I played a lot of squash with Dana, and I would just destroy him. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we put that in one of the videos. Yeah, we put that in. I just need to check if she's hopefully not eating an insole. I gotta grab a beer. Should we pause? Yeah. Can you pause? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was good. Let me try this. Oh, that is good. That's good, eh? Oh, that is really good. Scott. Scots. Mm. Scottish style heavy ale. I yeah. was thinking about this upstairs. Do you know how hard it would be to not ever have a drink for the rest of your life? <clears throat> I do you think I that, don't think that'd be the way to go. I I think I might be more of an asshole. Like if I was drug and alcohol free, I might be an asshole. I've I've thought I about think that you'd a be, lot. You would. It would be. <laughs> like how would you, how would you operate? I think it's good to temporarily... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and to limit it, yourself, because alcohol is very bad for it's, you. But it's I terrible think it's drug, also but at the same time, very like, good for you. If we were doing this podcast, or like when you hang out with a friend and you have a drink... It opens two, something up. It it's a good time. You yeah. have a drink. Yeah. Some people can't handle it, obviously. Some people have one, and then they have, they have to have 12. Yeah. And then they're doing heroin. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, for some people, they need to give it up. And I look at the ability to drink and the ability to maintain a functioning life <laughs> as, a, as a good skill. And it's something that I'm grateful for, that I can have a drink yeah. <laughs> and, and maintain control. <laughs> because not everyone's capable of that. <laughs> some people have to not drink. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I was just thinking about the... Okay, so let's just say we get rained out. We can't skate. We don't do the laughing club. We don't have a beer while doing this podcast. What would the tone be? No laughing club, no beer. You gotta do things to blast yourself into different... I know, hey? Consciousness. You got to. Like putting wheels on your feet. Putting wheels on your feet is a great way to, yeah. to just remove that layer of 
stress or sadness or whatever. It can be. Sometimes it doesn't work. It doesn't always work. Yeah, it can backfire. I was thinking about this, and I probably brought this up on the podcast before. I swear, just the the title, the title attached to the activity, is uh, it it's bad. The word rollerblading. (laughs) See, do you see what that word does? And I've talked about it a bunch of times before. You have to think objectively. And I've said this one too, but like, we, there's, there's two more buddies here right now. None of us rollerblade. And, yeah. and we're just having beers. And one of us makes a joke. Hey, do you guys want to go rollerblading tomorrow? And none of us rollerblade? That's, That's a funny. funny joke. That kills. That's good. That's funny. That gets yeah. laughs in any circle of non-rollerblading friends you can throw it's a fucking punchline it works and it's and and as people who really actually enjoy rollerblading and have done it for a long time you have to start thinking about what is that like do you ever think about what is that mm-hmm. why is that what is that why is it, is it the, funny is the sound of the word is it the way that our language the way that we say the world word it just sounds like a punchline. I think it's the, the combination. The it's the combination of the sound of the world, oh, sound of the word coupled with the the images that people get in their head when they think of the word. Yeah, and it's just so, like a it's just like a perfect combination for a funny moment. You're instantly <laughs> like, so if you are a rollerblader. Like you have identified yourself as a rollerblader in this social situation. You have just thrown yourself into a hole with no ladder. And like, if you're going to get out of that, it's going to take some work. Or you just have to accept like, okay, I'm in the fucking hole. Let's have, like, do you know what I mean? How, what can you do with that? Yeah. And with, and, with a certain, with, with a I, certain group. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Definitely. Certain, um, Male, like, males our age that have no clue about it, especially, it's not, it's not, it's not a tough manly thing to do, you know? But if you were to play hockey, or even roller hockey. Roller hockey, mm, ball hockey is way cooler. Uh, maybe, but still, if you were like, yeah, I'm in a roller hockey league, like, that sounds pretty you, tough. Here's what you get. Oh, roller hockey. I didn't know people still played that. Or roller hockey. Really? I haven't thought about that in a long time. No one plays roller hockey. Everyone plays bull. This is a, such an amazing roller hockey court. The one that we did the hockey edit in. Yeah. Everyone plays ball hockey. Ball hockey. Running. 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 With, and I'm sure it's fun. I know you've spoken highly of it before. But it's not even close. It's not hockey. like real hockey. No. No. And if you're serious about ball hockey, I mean, you can be serious about whatever you want to be serious about, but that really is an, it's hockey. The basis of hockey is, sounds cool. It's blades on ice. That's hockey. That even sounds fucking cool. Hockey is badass. Hockey is so fucking awesome. Have I told you even in just in the past couple of years, people uh, don't believe me? That when you're I, a hockey player? <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm fucking with them. One, that's an awesome t- testament to my, like, maybe possibly t- 
difficult sense of humor to understand, but there's a couple of people who just, they can't see it. Well, I think like people That's are... a compliment though. Yeah. That's a big compliment. Cause you know, I, uh, like I played for a few years and I gave it my best and, uh, I worked with a good, good, good coach and a good, good group of boys and, uh, we tried our best and, you know, we had some good games and we had some bad games, but, uh, what you take away from it is, uh, you know, having a good team and doing your best. <laughs> the, the hockey player talk is unreal and, and no <laughs> one's fucking it? talking about it. And, uh, you know, we just went out there and, uh. You know, the, the, the you got to give this team, this club credit, you know, they're a good club and, uh, you know, but we just went out and uh, the puck happened to go where we wanted to go and... Uh, we, and you got to have like, you got to have the sweaty hair, but they have maybe done it, like maybe they've scaled it a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> the, the CBC So towel. serious. Like you never hear comedy come out of the mouth of a hockey player. The in world is absurd. You never, like, who, okay, name a hockey player. Who's like different oh, and charismatic think, uh, in the interview? Is there one? Didn't Bieksa have some pretty? He had a couple like. Was he the the Canuck? Yeah, he was kind of like a little shit. Was he? Bieksa, I think. He had a couple. There was one. Remember, there's that that song that's like shots, 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 shots. Do you know that? It's like a crunk hip hop song. Yeah. There was a, an interview where it's like, "What do you guys need to do?" And he's like, "I think we need." Shots, shots, shots. <laughs> and he like he looks like a little shit. Like he had a little. He always has a little grin on his face, and they always show like shots of him uh, shit talk. Like you know, like the little shit talker guy, who, like gets like little dirty player. I think that. And there was that famous dude who dated. And there's like top ten, just an awful person, but but made a spectacle of himself. I can't remember his name. Someone will probably. Uh, someone might put it in the comments but he dated the actress from the girl next door or something like that and yeah. he he apparently like got with her when another NHL player was dating her and talked shit in an interview about it or something like that and wow I can't remember his name's on the tip of my tongue but it wasn't comedy but it was like he he got like find and shit like Jesus there's a code of fucking Christ. And... they can they can stop the game and start punching each other in the face they can do that yeah but they can't say something racy in a in an interview like seriously these guys are living the craziest lives playing hockey for a living traveling around fighting guys on the ice in arenas and then they come off and they're talking to reporters and it's just like so fucking tame. Playing the character. It's ridiculous. Like th these guys should be just m like mocking the interviewer or like doing something badass. But they're all just like, got to be professional and uh, go out there and give 110%. And, uh, and, and they're just, they're reciting this script. Yeah. They're and playing this role. It's so stupid. Do you want to know the worst part about that is that Regular people who don't play hockey start talking like that. I've heard yeah. wedding speeches oh, yeah. that are hockey interviews. <laughs> I've edited a lot of wedding videos and I've heard, you know, Todd, buddy, I'm, uh, I'm really happy for you and Carly. You know, you guys have been together for a long time. Uh, I'm happy for you and your family and uh, like to see you guys grow up in the future. And uh, cheers. Have, let's all have a good night, eh? <laughs> 
Totally. I just knocked the, over the recorder. That, uh, that, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then is that, do Canadians talk like that because we're Canadian? Or do people watch so many hockey interviews? Are they so into hockey that they start talking like hockey players? They're probably just so into hockey that they start talking like hockey players. They probably, I've said before, like, like, they're a little bit nervous, like, okay, I'm going to get interviewed by this guy. And then it's like this nervous reaction to that situation to just like play the role of the hockey player and like play it safe. Like I was watching this, did you hear about this golfer? I don't, I didn't even hear the joke, but some British golfer made some joke about Tiger Woods liking fried chicken, something, something along those lines. No, no, no. I didn't hear the joke. I didn't hear what he said, but I just saw him in a press conference apologizing profusely for his comments that he made. And he was, he was so sorry. And it's, people are so sensitive to words. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about the, the, the guy that I work with, we talk quite a bit. He especially has made me think more about like, how dumb it is to be offended by words. It's if you and then and I'm people guilty. are yeah. I'm fucking guilty because like, we're offended I, by words and it's like look look at that. Look at how stupid you are for but being I guess offended by there's the sound a, of a word. You're offended by there's people. so much attached to that. There's intonation and and or sorry. Oh, intonation might be part of it, but intention and you know when someone's trying to like there's there's the right time to, and the wrong to time to get and that's power yeah. over you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's different. That's yeah. that's different than people just getting offended by the sound, like certain words or like ideas yeah. that are just obviously fucking jokes. Whether or not they're funny or not, there's things that are obviously jokes yeah. and not meant to like gain power over someone. In a social situation, yeah, people will play those games where they're trying to belittle you. And trying to like kill your confidence so they can have the the power that's yeah. real yeah, and yeah. that's annoying and that's stupid. And it, it for that one. Oh, but keep going. No, keep going. But people are just offended by a certain word yeah. being said. The fr- like I'm sure. Oh, that's internet amazing. Internet horrible. Like who? Like if you were a public persona and you were in a role letter and you were like a business owner or something like multi-billionaire how your whole world can get turned upside down by like one fucking thing that you say or a tweet or like you have to be so careful how are how are celebrities supposed to be like badasses fucking shit up yeah i guess they still are but it's like a lot of the stuff now like it's scandals that are actually designed to get those people more famous it's not what um, yeah. on the Joe Rogan podcast we talked about like how Kennedy would have just been just bitches, bitches. Oh, I shouldn't say bitches. I never say that. But like, bitch, beautiful I'm the president, beautiful women, of the United States, all the time. And there's no like the amount of stuff that you could have done. Yeah, back then you could have got away with some shit. Like that would have been if you Everybody, imagine if like, you imagine a celebrity or a rock star in the 80s. Like, the lifestyle that they were living. <laughs> like, yeah. that is, like, the pinnacle I would pick, of excess I would, I would living. Fucking, I would pick the 70s, for sure. I would Holy pick, like... Fuck. I would pick 
the end of the 60s and kind of like the beginning oh of this, like, shit like early 70s what do you want you can have it take it here i you you don't know what you want here's things that you can't Time even would imagine be so different too because there's no email there's no we don't even know we're we're completely different human we're are we're different yeah totally we can't even wrap our heads around what that would be like yeah and the fucked up thing is that life in 2020 2030 nothing like is right gonna now. be that different if like dra- more more different more unimaginable to us at this point <sighs> things feel... are gonna happen that people joke about and i always, i i talk about different like I talk about different things. Other people talk about like uh, brain chips and yeah. and living forever and shit like this. And it's kind of like by the mainstream, it's kind of like a f- stupid or a hippie kind of yeah. thing to say. Those things are going to become reality. Yep. And we're going to have to deal with that reality. Cause I we're, feel really we're going into it. Dumb buying technology, like spending money on technology, like especially if I get a new video camera, which I haven't done. I held off on a computer for like six or seven years. I used the same computer from, fuck, uh, I don't know, a long yeah, time. I didn't buy a new computer. An old camera, six or seven years old now. And I don't, Wow. the idea yeah. of like buying a new camera and spending all that money seems so dumb yeah. right now, but I know I'm gonna have well, to you do ha- it. You have something like, that works. I know. But it is, it's starting to have limitations according to what other people are working with a little bit. And I want to start working with something that has a little bit more flexibility, even the way you look at the lighting outside right now, that with the next camera that I might get, it opens up. I've gone this long without having like a DSLR that can bring in more light. I'm excited to see finally opening that door. Yeah. I might be more creative with it because I know how to use the, the tools. Someone who, like, give them this camera that we've used for the past six or seven years and try and get them to make something good, they wouldn't, they'd probably make, it would look shitty because they'd be so used to their, uh, you know, the DSLR lenses and the depth of field and the 60p or whatever. This is an old-ass video camera that still uses tapes and people still That's ask funny. me, like, oh, what camera did you shoot that with? And it's like, it doesn't, matter really what the tools are at all but i do want to get some new tools but well, it does the point, it only the point matters is, to a certain extent like even just buying this recorder it's so confusing there's new good better shit coming out all the time that could be way cheaper yeah and like cameras too how researching to get a new camera is so Ugh. fucking annoying yeah communities do you think people but like do you think the technology relate. can get in the way like do you think because it's so good it can distract people from what's really important yeah when creating shit yeah absolutely technology? absolutely i think that's a huge symptom of great technology right video now is like, like a lot of the things that people are making with it they're suck not, they're not that because good. they're so focused on utilizing the features of the and technology which, yeah, it can open doors, but that can also distract you from... You, like I said, you can take an awesome picture with an iPhone. Tools do not equal creativity and good no. work. No. It's the opposite. 
Yeah. And Usually. There's a... I watched an awesome documentary last night on a painter. Like an old oh, I started... I, I couldn't watch it. I was trying to listen to the audio, but I knew I had to like actually watch it instead yeah. of listen to it. The... And he talks about... He's like a really, really accomplished painter, really famous. He, he, he's lived off of his paintings, supported a family of five children uh, with his paintings. And he's sitting there at the age of 83 painting and talking about how he's like, I don't want to know how to paint. I don't want to know techniques. I don't want to be a painter. I try to remain just an ignorant person with some paint and some shit to put it on here and I, I put it on and I don't know what I'm doing. I, I'm not subscribed to like proper ways of doing it. Yeah. You know, That's and there's such so important that can apply to so many different things and to yeah. have that attitude where you're a human being yeah. and you're just you're just throwing your shit at a wall yeah. with whatever you're doing. It's like how do you feel what do you yeah. see what is your experience what is and the, what it, is your process what are you cho- how are you choosing to approach this not if everyone just subscribes to the right way of doing this look up google how do you paint a picture <laughs> okay step by step i follow the instructions what are you going to like yeah you're going to paint like a no, we live in a time Jackson where it's Pollock? unfortunately that's the way it is. And I'm sure the like young kids, like your daughter, when she's like in her 20s or whatever, she's going to look back and be like, you guys had all the tools to create whatever you wanted at any time. And all the shit looked the same. Like yeah. most of the shit, people were doing like the same thing. It should be a time where there's wild, I, and there is wildly original stuff happening, but it's not celebrated. It's like you really have to seek it out that the structure unfortunately is still like we're looking for some specific things within each of the the art forms or whatever you want to call them but it should be a time where everybody's doing like everything just and in their own way yeah like that everybody is trying to make videos and trying to write and trying to paint and they're not trying to make money off of it or anything they're just trying to do stuff that's the problem is people are obsessed with a lifestyle or they're obsessed with respect or success that they're not making something original because i fucking love that idea (laughs) where if everyone had to walk around uh especially in vancouver with their debt over (laughs) their head like an actual number of it would be green if it was if it was good and it would be red (laughs) and there'd be all these people like in all of like the neighborhoods like wearing like nice clothes and they're an artist or a musician and they'd be like 50 negative $50,000 but it's like and it would totally change your perception of like you walk by and you see all these people that you're like oh man look at that cool group of people who probably play in a band and they're artists and stuff and then like their combined debt is probably like (laughs) $500,000 that that's so funny because just related to what you were saying like there's some dumb idea of like this lifestyle being sold to us that like you like you are a creative person and do what you want and just just be and like share (laughs) or i'm trying to think of like the cell phone commercials where it's like it'd it'd be like this cool song where it's like 
you playing a guitar in one frame and I'd take a picture and send it to a friend who's like sunbathing and then they take a picture. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, but everyone, it's gone like beyond the, it's gone beyond like the actual, what are like, we doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and then we have like the Kim Kardashian and the Paris Hilton where it's like, no, who cares what you're doing? This is just what, how we're living. Like who cares how we got here? This is what we got. Like, okay. But there's like a step there. And and that step is where the real benefit comes from. The real joy is in that step that's being passed over. A solo... But, but like even... Like for everyone, myself, for you, we're still... We are still in this society, in this culture, and we're influenced. And for us to find that that part that 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 doing you're not going to you're just chasing it it's harder to find that because we live in a world of distraction by the the step after that or the perceived where that is going it's not anything though you shouldn't even you should never go to that fucking step no matter how successful or you should never go to that step you should never believe it you should just in, you should st- if you stay in that zone of like just love it, liking what you do. Yeah, it's hard though because I mean you're gonna the TV is gonna be on in the background or you're yep. gonna be at a restaurant. You're gonna glance up and see a commercial. You're gonna be in a grocery store, it's and impossible. you're gonna be bored and you're gonna stare at the magazine. Uh, you're gonna see ads online. Like it follows you around whether yeah. you like it. And or we're not. human beings. And we're programmed you- to love the love. Oh, we love yeah. the love and we love the money and we love it we love it telling people our successes and yeah. being on a beach and having like tons of bitches we love it it's not even that anymore it's like yeah it's on even like boat. you don't even have to have bitches it can be like you just gotta look tight and be somewhere tight take a picture of it share it be tight be tight well, that, that's the thing. It's not even like actually living that. You're not it's actually doing Portraying the, yourself as that. People, and there's a pleasure in that. Companies and, must be loving this shit that they can like yeah. sell that thing of like... Marketing's fucking easy now. Marketing is so easy. They just... Because of the internet. <laughs> like the likes on Facebook. and Yeah, yeah. Like you go to a restaurant and it's like, tweet such and such... To your friends with a picture of you at our restaurant and you'll be entered in like the that stuff's so dirty to me do you know what i'm talking about that reminded me i gotta i gotta go like uh, taco del mar get myself a free burrito if you like their page you get a free burrito did you like them no not yet gotta do that <laughs> burrito <laughs> hey man burritos are good by by having that solo sh- session on Friday though, that's you're you're doing it. That is the you're definition it. of doing it. Especially if you're by yourself and you're doing something really bizarre and you're and you're doing There's, it. You, it it doesn't always happen when you go roll biting, but when it happens, when it really it's happens, really good. and you're in that and you experience that, it's it can be so good it can be so good and it can be so beneficial like it's not just an instant thing there's no hangover there's a positive 
hangover from it. Oh yeah, where that goes into the next your day next for sure. your next week of work. Even you channel really some kind that. of powerful um, energy in you from from the inline maneuvers that you were doing. What is that? It's not the skating. It's well, I only and it's not it's not necessarily you. And it can't be nest. It can't be really named. I think that it is. I think that you are pleasing. You're pleasing, like either either it's your greater self or it's a group yeah. of spirits in another realm that that are watching know, over hey. you or guiding you yeah. or trying to talk to you. It's impossible for them to communicate with you at all times. Highest, but there's points where you're at your highest uh, level of consciousness that you can actually hear their whispers and you can communicate with them. I got to take this dog out for a pee. Yeah. But no, keep talking about that. Cause I, I wanted to say, remember the Karamea session, like at the end of mushroom blading two, yeah. Karamea session. That's like the highest I ever got off that, probably. Like, I remember for probably weeks after that session, because it was the end of that really long trip, yeah, and it was, it was like a, a really good session that, like, I felt really, really, really That was like a blade hot. retreat. Like, skating every day, it was like... Yeah, yeah and you become... You, you, sh- you shed whatever shit was going on and it's completely gone by the end of the trip and I swear that last session was like the final you like break the last little thread or something and you're just completely from the person you were all trying to think logically of things and packing and all that stuff to at the end of the trip that you could literally like you could get rid of all your it was just very clear. What is important? All of our shit could have gotten stolen at that point. Obviously, I would have been pissed at the tapes and camera, but like you would have been so relaxed and in the moment that you would have known that it wouldn't have mattered, really. Whereas if that happened at the start of the trip, I don't know. So what is that? So what do you, what's the word? Luce, come here. You want me to keep talking? Yeah, keep talking. Come here, Luce. So the question is, what is that? What is the the thing that you draw from whatever it is whether it's skating or music or or whatever you do that takes you to that higher level of consciousness um what is that higher level of consciousness um i think there's uh, there's some there's there's something that's taken away there's something that's in all of us if you want to call it stress or fear or negative fear is a good word for it fear is a perfect word for it where you're afraid you're afraid of all these things and there's thoughts that build up in your head of these things that you're afraid of and it blocks you from knowing what is important or knowing what to do next or what you really want to do because a lot of the time, what you really want to do is fucking scary. And you don't want to do it or you don't want to say what's actually on your mind because you'll be judged negatively or you don't want to do something because it's risky and you might lose things in your life. But when you're in a pure state of consciousness without fear and you take that away, then you are honest with that that wanting and, and it's there. And 
whether or not you act on it, you know that that is the, the right, that is what you actually want to do. Or that is what you actually want to say in the moment. And it's little things, it's big things, it's, it's leaving a big tip, or it's saying hi to someone, or it's pursuing a new career, or it's, it's different things where, where it's a clarity, a clarity of thought. Um, and that it builds up in us, the fear and the stress builds up to a point where we're incapable of thinking clearly. And what we actually want to do is, is dirtied by those thoughts. So when you are in, when you're doing that thing that brings you to that state of consciousness, it's just the, that layer goes away. And you're just left with what you actually want or what you actually think. How deep did it go? Uh, I don't know. That's the best part about doing solo podcasts, though. You didn't even pee. Someone was cooking hamburgers outside, and Damn. she got into that. How can you not? That thing. That I think thing. that's why people get really into religions, though, right? Yes, and and that there's like a there's a there's a negative. Do you ever think about like? Do you ever wonder if you're mentally ill in some ways? Yeah, of course. I know I am. Yeah, but I think um, there's that sample. I can't remember. Was it whack in one of the wacky modes? And it's the TED talk about a guy who was in a <laughs> mental hospital or something like that. And it's just before the, you do like the, the, oh fuck, what section is that? And he's like, maybe crazy or something. It's a spectrum. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's where you fall on the spectrum. So I think everybody's mentally ill. And I, I swear, if you're in touch with where you fall on the spectrum, kind of within this quote, that's kind of like, to bring it back to what we were talking about before. It's kind of a gift. Your crazy is is your gift, but you also need to know how to operate. Yeah. Within it, kind of. Totally. So, yeah. Absolutely. Like I don't know. You you could ask. You know me, and people close to me know me. They could say in some form that not mentally ill, but definitely crazy. Like how often do you get people telling you like, "Oh, you're such a character" or something like that, or. A weird little quote about like uh, that you're a confusing personality or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. What do you, do you think you are? Yes. Yeah. But you would. But, it, but, but at the same time, I question that whole term. That that like I don't I don't, I don't think I'm meant like ill. Not mentally like ill. It's not an academic a, definition. No, it's not in a negative way that I would think myself mentally ill. I know I'm incredibly, incredibly eccentric. I'm a little bit of like a late, late bloomer and I've developed in a strange way and kind of in my own way. And uh, I know that I have a really rough time like trying to fit in to the structure that exists, but it's something that has to be done or else I would go way off the rails. Yeah. Not in a mentally ill way, but in like a, a selfish I don't know how to explain that, but like, 
if you actually, if I actually let myself do everything that I wanted to do with my life, I wouldn't fit in and I, it would be really sad. So, do you think like the, the, how you feel about rollerblading? Like, do you think that, do you think that makes sense or do you think that's, it's, do you think it's rational the way you feel about rollerblading? Yes, because I wouldn't have been able to do anything in any other activity apart from possibly like a, like improv, like drama or something like that being ridiculous. But even that, there was a lot of a structure, like when the way that, that I thought of that in high school and the way that pursued in the later years, it, it allows like what, like what activity would have allowed Mason to be a ninja and like videotape it. And if that's what he really wanted to do, what, but besides being an actor, I always think like, like an actor or drama is like the closest thing. But you add wheels on the feet and a little bit of like grabbing some things from skateboard culture and a little bit of athletic stuff and sports. It's like a, it's a great. It's combo. a really good combo of stuff, Man, and it's like there's no it, script. You're not you're not an actor reciting a script. No, there's a. It has it has everything. I was really into hockey. I was really into drama. I was really into making videos. Really into music kind of a like a not a weird kid but like eccentric i knew i had a strong inner world and i love films and it's like it was the one it everything and i can't think of anything else that had all of those things in one so what was your original question i felt like i answered it yeah i i asked how you feel about rollerblading is it rational yeah and that's where it's like how can you not do something that has all of those things combined yeah. Like it had, for you, it had like, it had everything that you would have wanted yeah. to, right? And that's hoax too, again, kind of is the Bible because it played on all those things, right? And it also has, there's a freedom there that's not available in other things. And they try and do that in marketing, goddamn, what's that follow video? Or John Julio, like I know what he's trying to say, when it's like skating is freedom, but I have still yet to see that freedom displayed like hopes to. And it's a completely different era. We can't really compare the two, but. <laughs> he buried something in the, in the sofa. <laughs> so that's the thing though, like, uh, how are we for time? It's almost time, isn't it? Got some time. Oh, we got some time. So that, the it, the thing, I think I've written out a better version in it, but it's like, you probably know me as me really well, and I know you, and we knew Mason really well as him, and we know Dana really well as Dana, and like, we know these people, like, through skating, it's these people are probably the closest version of themselves that they'll be through, and that's how, like, you become friends with people. I, I don't yeah. know what that is, yeah, but like, just, yeah, that's, it's the one thing where it's like totally. the closest <laughs> I can get to how I imagine being the freest version of myself is within the activity. 
So, wow, yeah. It's, the freedom thing is, and it's like, again, I've said this so much lately, but I think language is really limiting because you would say things like spirit or freedom or journey. God or soul or self with capital or journey. Like you say all these things and it doesn't really represent. And that's why, again, like you're probably really good at drawing because that probably might say more than you could ever say about how you feel about like in a drawing it might have that feeling of like when you can't skate something might come through and you could it's way better than words could ever do or like in a video which I think we're still incredibly limited with things that we've made rollerblading video wise that you can say so much with the video way more than you could with language about yeah how you feel about skating and why and it's, it's important. It's almost more... And it's, it's so funny that... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I want to say one thing. That's why it's so funny that skating documentaries are so stupid. <laughs> because as soon as you start talking about it, like, I'm sure we even sound like there's some eye-rolling that can happen from time to yeah. time. When you, if you try and talk about it, you just sound stupid. Yeah, because <laughs> because people hear it and it just... It's it cliche is the perfect word for it. There's only so many words that you can use. That's why some uh, Terence McKenna's. There's people who can make it sound really poetic, and their use of language is almost like, like a drawing or something. Where the way that they use language is. McKenna was brilliant. Or and, or, if we were black. Or if we, if we were black. The, they're very poetic. The the rhythm African American speak with incredible is so pleasant. It doesn't even matter really what through. they're saying. Yeah, yeah. But do you think it's possible for a Ter a Terrence McKenna to exist in this time? Definitely, mm. uh, there isn't, and definitely I have I haven't witnessed it. Here's but the problem. But do you think that's possible? He does exist in multiple forms. There's many of them, but in people, yes. There's many people, they just haven't emerged yet because you have to be a lot more committed to, to emerging through your thing, whether it's rollerblading or whatever. Like you can't, you can't just be Terrence McKenna at 16 or 18 or 21, the, the, Ter the Terrence McKenna type person. They're going to emerge when they're like, 40 or 50 yeah. and they're going to have already recorded like 600 podcasts or like these are people who are just dedicated to the thing regardless of they're dedicated to emerging through the thing but the, if that the, makes the, any the, sense there's I don't a know. there's a lot of 40 year old people talking now i guess i'm asking like i know that terence mckenna was older when he recorded a lot of his best stuff but like he's just such a unique voice i have never there's nobody that comes close to a McKenna. Yeah, that's true. In, there, in, in oh, using is, language. They just haven't emerged yet, in my opinion. You don't I think, think so? The next generation of, of kids coming up, they're going to have such unique skills and viewpoints. and Yeah. It just takes someone with some confidence, with a specific upbringing. There'll be all sorts of... There'll be someone probably uh, uh, even bigger than... McKenna. Yeah. I, but different. I Not hope the so. same. You can't you won't be able to compare, but 
And it, again, you can't compare because it was a different time. Yeah. That's why there won't be another hoax too because we have to have these like cutoff points where it's like pre-internet, post-internet. Right. You can't... You can't where, expect someone... You can't expect something to be the same. It relates to that idea of like... That there being pros is kind of dumb now because it's an old idea that that represented a different time um and then even thinking about a new terence mckenna we won't know what the new thing is until it happens like you can't define so yeah yeah like there won't be the new hoax too because there isn't there's no possibility of there being a full-length video that would make an impact that big. It's going to be something right. different. Right. And we don't know what that is yet. And it's going to take someone with a really unique viewpoint to help us define what the new thing is going to be, if that makes any sense. Yes. That makes total sense. And that's why it's... Lucy. The, the dog is pissing off Joey. Come back here. Who's being a bad dog? Come back here. She is being a bad dog. <laughs> Knows how to play it. And yeah, that's true. You can't. I'm just saying, like the. I don't know. You. There's just a lot of things that are like very comparable, and in, in music, there's like there's bands that can kind of touch upon things that bands were touching upon in the 60s, 70s, like draw but, from them yeah. and use them. But I, but I think that's, it, you get like, this? as a speaker, as, a, as just using language, I think McKenna did it in such a unique way that no one's even, like, come close to that kind of... No, he could be the kind only of one, yeah. ...thinking. Yeah. Like, he I could. don't even know if that is possible to get to that point in the year 2013 with this huge bombardment of information and that also came so much influence at a great cost of his own health and his sanity like i'm pretty sure he deteriorated quicker than most human beings because he was that person so there oh, may only be he died pretty young didn't he yeah. he was like 60 there may only be one of him in all of time because that that's another weird thing like um yeah there are bands that draw on certain things from other bands and I think it's just really funny that we're still like in these old structures. You you can't deny like don't you think even when you watch a movie or when you listen to an album you start to think like these are all like these are all kind of dead formats like Yeah. You don't we feel don't anything know, from like, it because it's like, like someone's following some kind of formula that, okay like, like a full album or a documentary or a full-length <laughs> movie or a pro like you are pro or there's all these structures in place that I swear everyone deep down inside they know that the time's up. Yeah. We're all we're waiting like the new shit's going to come in. We just don't know like no one's oh, we don't know what the new stuff is, but it does seem silly to like movies are going to be this this long and and That's and that's another be... exciting thing about about robotting and making robotting videos is that I think that it's just the beginning and there's so much that you can do with it that hasn't been done. But the but no Listen, but, no. but people are well, 
people are repeating bad themselves like we're crazy. Even bad. Like, and yes, we, we are. Not, I'm not saying that we're no, but like on the frontier, it's hard to do it. But there's so much that's possible with that. That's life, though. Unfortunately, I guess with life, there's so much that's possible. Kurosawa, which I haven't seen a lot of his movies, but he was in super influential Japanese director who made a lot of films was crazy good at using the medium of film and on, it was like on his deathbed or just as he was dying he was like I am just realizing like the possibilities of film like oh, he was just starting to realize what he could actually do with it and then he died and I think that's yeah that's kind of how it is that no matter what even if you're like a master at something like that you're gonna know deep down inside that you just hope there's people that realize the possibilities like you I think though things are gonna get worse worse yeah maybe <laughs> that people are gonna enroll but you don't think they'll be you don't think they'll they'll come a point where people are just like so bored with it all that they're like they just there's like this we new love- resurgence of of creativity and we experimentation. We love being bored and we don't even know it. We fucking love being bored. Maybe I'm sounding too dark at this point, but... what We like to, to get what we're expecting. We like to replicate what we see, too. And I think it would take some... I don't know. It would take someone, like, really powerful to, to change people's minds or I don't like when was the last time you saw and Sean Cullen is a great example of someone who personally he may not he like he may not have been the greatest person and everyone may have had like a bad Sean Cullen story but the stuff that he produced was was really powerful powerful. and it came from that place of like what do you want to do? How do you see things? How do you feel? And it's, it's, it's very rare to see that stuff. And Kevin Yee right now is being ostracized intensely. And whether you agree with those like videos that he posted or not, he's still... like People who come from that, that place and they're just trying to that brave act Take of a like risk they're just willing go with something yeah strange those people are are shit talked more than ever not celebrated so it would have to take someone that changed everybody's mind and like what Arlo was the last person to do that like I, I don't know how he did it so well again it's a different time like he came up in a time where there was no internet and he had television as his, as his medium to like because he was, he did a great job. He was a, he was a freak. He had, you know, he did like the freak thing, but he was well spoken, and I don't know. Yeah, he did do a great job. <laughs> and he captured people like us, and now we're lost in yeah. the mess of it. People magazine, one of time people time. people. Time I don't know people. which one it was, but that's a pretty huge. He thing. was able to. He was in Hoax 2, he didn't make Hoax 2, but like, he knew what I just said, that, that it was a, well, he said it before in, in One Love, he's like, it's a vehicle for self-expression. Yeah. Which is what 
skateboarding and BMXs too, but they're just as normalized now that you have to dig really hard to find the creative stuff, right? If that all makes any sense, yeah. I don't know. Like that's you have to dig. What grabbed us originally was that. Yeah, that. I don't know that. I don't know. Like, what was the point that sold you on skating? Like, me and Colin skated, right? Yeah. Was it you saw a video? Was it like, was it the? I don't know. So long ago. Was like, but... is watching a skate video at that age is that like the equivalent of you're you're like a farmer in whatever age and you go into the city and you see a goddamn like you see a temple for the first time like you see a massive church. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yes. What is this? Yeah. I'm really into, like, what is this all about? Or, like, someone's older brother plays a record for you when you're 13. Is, is that, like, the new going into the massive church? And being like, holy yeah. shit. This, this is a thing? This exists? It blows. What is this that, all that about? Is, you, it blows your mind, and you want to listen to it or watch it over and over and over and over you're you become obsessed with it and it changes who you are and you replay it in your mind over and over that's the effect that role biting and videos so had 13 and 14 year olds now is that i don't think you're taking in so much you're just like a clusterfuck now yeah, everything is so f- available it's all Fluid. there it's all there it's a constant it's, flow how could you have that 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 initial like that initial experience with something yeah, where you okay. become obsessed yeah. with it? So, is there a grand design where we're not supposed to worry too much about having a powerful experience anymore, and we're supposed to just go nuts on information, and we're just becoming a new species where we're where we just take in a lot of information, or is it designed that? we're not supposed to take in that much information and we're supposed to selectively find the things that relate to us, find our tribe, find a community of people like-minded and work on stuff together and then eventually hook up with other tribes. And like, how does that work? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it'll, what's the, we're what? not, we are, we're, we, we're obviously designed, I think, for what we have grown to survive in i mean like tribes and we're not we're not definitely not designed for technology but whether or not we're designed for it or not it'll change us in very different ways like like how we how me and you experienced our you know early teenage years with limited information and being obsessed with the vhs tape or a few VHS tapes that we had in our possession compared to having everything at our disposal at all times, that'll create different people. Those, that's a very important part of a person's development is that moment where they, they become, they're like, whoa. You know, and like yeah. when someone's like 12 or 13 and, you know, they, you explain to go to their friend's house or go, their older brother shows them a record or a record or a videotape before that moment, they've been kind of living in their parents' like bubble yeah. where their parents will show them like certain things and yeah, yeah it's cool and it's cool. But then like, yo, yo, <laughs> come, come back here and you see that thing and it's like, holy Fuck. 
Yeah, yeah. That was our experience, but what is the experience for kids now? That 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 would change a person forever to have a different kind of like for a person now. They're into everything. They have everything already. They're into a little bit of everything. They're open to everything too. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. There's kids. There's who are just so like, much that can have that wow factor, but on a lesser scale like, because they're not starved like we were. Like thinking of CDs and stuff. You had to like seek out Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones and the Beatles if you didn't have the records. And now it's very normal for kids in like grade six or seven to have all the classics, to have some Rolling Stones, some Beatles, some Led Zeppelin, a little bit of everything. Like they might be more well versed on a little bit of everything at the time. That's weird. That's so weird. (laughs) So, so do they. They can also be controlled. Is it easier more than ever because of the the constant stream as well. So education's important in that way. But also yeah. you can't control what your kids like, right? Because I lo- I liked shit. Oh, that part in, in uh, Punk Attitude where Henry Rollins is talking about Limp Bizkit and he's like, this just captures it so well. It's like, there's the little part where it's like the slow part and it's like, picking you round and I'm picking you my dad. And then and then he gets a little bit more and then he's like, cause I'm a and he's like, if you're a 13 year old kid, the payoff in that song, yeah, like, doesn't fucking matter if you know if it's cool or not, like, you it sounds it. fucking amazing to you, but yeah. uh, we were lucky, like, Rage Against the Machine. <sighs> I listen to some shit, but I also listen to some good stuff too. Yeah. So, I don't know. The point there was like your daughter is going to love stuff that you can't even fathom why she's into it, but you just have to accept that as a kid, you and were really, into stuff. At that age, like you cannot, there's no judgment. Like it's not like, yeah, like when you're seven years old or when you're 10 years no, old. No, no, no. I'm talking about like when she's, when she's 12 and 13, like, like, yeah, like even four, yeah. 14, 15, like, you're going to like, you won't, yeah, you're gonna be taken by it, and, formula. Yeah, and that's where I'm saying like, it's easier than ever to sell that stuff to that generation of kids because of their devices. You know, that there's but there's, also there is okay, better, but but if there's so much available to them, don't you think they will be more critical than we were at that age because they will have more to experience? no because they're really good at making like like the music videos and they're just really good at they've they're honing their skill at making pop stars now they're like better than they ever have been at at making Katy perry's and rihanna's and justin bieber's or whatever they're they're better than ever at making those people and who knows what songs are going to be classic and not classic by the time we're older for better or worse all pop stars you'll sing along to their songs Backstreet Boys, we know the lyrics to their songs, whether we like the, like it or not. So I don't know what that's all about. But I was thinking about this the other day. Bonnie posted a, a picture of me on Facebook that I'd never seen before. Bonnie from high school? Yeah, of me stretching against a car. Yeah. And I had never seen the photo, and I didn't remember doing it. And I didn't even really recognize the person in the photo, and I don't remember anymore really what it was like at that time. 
And I started to think about that, that like Blade Runner idea that even if you think you had memories, they're not, they're not real. They don't exist. Uh, that idea that, that they could very easily be implanted for all, you know, yeah, that's way too big of a, an idea, but just looking at that one photo was like, I didn't remember it. Didn't really recognize myself. It was clearly at school. So, and I wasn't no drugs, no drinking or anything. And I was still very silly. It looked like something like I, I said, I still do that because I had elastic shorts and I'd pulled them up to do the stretch photo. And I still do that thing. But that idea of like, um, if we were, if we are just machines and we don't actually have memories, we're just believed to think, we just believe that it's, we have it's memories. possible. Which is yeah, wild. Memories might not be real. They're not. Because they can't be measured. Yeah, they're not, they're not, uh, yeah. That's why I still think video is the most powerful tool and films and things, but unfortunately they're they're very specific. I guess that's yeah. it, hey? Yeah, that's it. That's, um, what is that, 139 or is it 140? The amount? Of podcasts. The amount of podcasts? Yeah. I oh, I thought you were talking about the time. Did. I think we're 140. 145. Yeah. Okay. Because you have to get back. Yeah. And this, this dog really needs some attention right now. Desperate for attention. You just want love. Just like people. We want love. Look at me. Appreciate me. Yeah. That was good. Very good. We really turned it around. Yeah. We made a positive out of a negative. Yeah. Which can happen when you remain positive. <laughs> Ladies that, and gentlemen. Does that relate to your sports speech? Not being concerned with the outcome. You just, you, come, you go to play. You play. Doesn't matter what the score is. Yeah. You're just playing. You're totally going to coach teams. To victory. You're going to be a coach. Yeah. Coach Todd. Yeah. Coach Todd. Tracksuit. <laughs> hat. With the team logo. Oh, fuck. We're going to start our video by beating up a chick. Yeah. We're stepping it up. I can't believe I came out of all you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. A crying girl. They threw a crying girl into a pole. I feel that as though the world is more empathetic now towards human beings for the most part. Well, actually... We live in Canada. Yeah. It's a great place. It's a great place. Well, on that note, thanks everyone again. Yes. I gotta piss. <sighs> Later. Later.